Ayo, hey, peace, respect to the massive. It's C23 Black Neo Radio. We're here today, you know what I'm saying? We're doing this for the culture. We're here today with a man that's been in the culture and has contributed to the culture in many different ways. You know what I'm saying? So, everybody sit back and relax and plug your, your, uh, your TV and all that other stuff and tune in, dial in. Yo, what's up? This is my man, Classic, from Southside, Jamaica, Queens. You already know. What's up, what's up? Definitely. I'm in the building. Southside, we outside. Bomb squad to this day. Hey, yo, shout out to everybody, you know what I'm saying? Queens, NY, Brooklyn, the Five Boroughs, Bronx, Staten Island, you know what I'm saying? Bronx. On Manhattan, of course, you know what I'm saying, Harlem, everybody else. And everybody out there doing their thing. So, everybody get into this, and he gonna let y'all, you know, bring you into his world. You know what I'm saying, tell y'all what it mean to be classic. OG. Yeah, yeah, what's up, what's up? So, Let the people know, um, where do you come from? Well, I'm from, um, Ozone Park, Southside, Jamaica, Queens. Shout out to the whole Queens. Queens is in the building. Southside, we outside. Yeah, South Jamaica. Definitely. On that side, there's a park called Ajax where everybody used to play tournaments at. A lot of people came from my side. Like, I grew up around Lamar Odom. Shout out to Lamar Odom. Uh, different Queens heads, like I said, too. Um, definitely. We out here, Southside, Queens, Jamaica. Shout out to Ali Vegas, too. And, uh, you know, the people from Queens. That's from this side. Lost Boys, Mr. Cheeks. You know, shout out to Onyx. Yeah. No doubt, pretty Onyx. Oh, no, 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 no. Onyx, Onyx. My bad. Yeah, shout yeah, out yeah. To but shout out to Pretty Onyx, too. No shout doubt. out to Pretty Onyx, too, all day. <laughs> yo, you know, he, he took it back with Onyx, you know what I'm saying? He caught me for a second, you know. Yo, definitely Fred Joe, Sticky, yeah. Sun Caesar, yep. Big DS, everybody. Yeah, yeah, shout out to Fred Joe, man. I haven't seen Fred Joe in a minute, but definitely it's all love, man. Definitely, you know, but I think I was um 17 when they came out with Throw Your Guns in the Air and Slam and all that, man, and the energy was crazy back then. Uh-huh. Yeah, man. The energy was like, man, that's when hip-hop was hip-hop, man. Like, me, I'm, like, from the generation where, oh, man, real hip-hop, when you really had to write bars and you really had to be nice. Right. And that's the era I'm from. So when you when you hear classic or anything, like why well, I call myself classic because classic definitely means like definitely when you hear classic it means greatness. But I'm I'm an old school head. I love like the Coogee raps, the Big Daddy Kane, the Queen Latifahs. Yeah, so I'm from that generation of music when music was in music and stuff. And shout out to Kid and Play, because if it wasn't for Kid and Play, like Kid back in the day, that was always one of my idols, man. They was the first to have cartoons, 
Deontay Wilder, and it meant so much to me. And he actually took a pick hold in the magazine that I was on the front cover of, and me and Kid was like, man, that's my idol right there. So shout out to Kid, too. Yeah, we shout out to Kid and Play, you know, you definitely touched yep. on a, a big part of um, hip-hop history with what they did. You know, they um they broke into mainstream at a time where hip hop mm-hmm. wasn't in mainstream like that. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Cause I came from the era, no lie. When I was younger, I had um number magazines and I could remember the source magazine. And I could always remember my sister. I used to take my sister's Source Magazine books, and she used to be mad at me for taking the books because I'm a big, huge hip-hop fan. But later on down the road, I worked hard, I stayed consistent, and I ended up being in the Source Magazine on a, a big issue with the game. So I'm, like, blessed by God. I always say that. Definitely, definitely. Mm-hmm. Motivation. the Bible, right? Yep, mm-hmm. that's the Bible, man. Still is the 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 rap Bible. The source will all forever be the rap Bible, man. Okay. That's where all the unsigned hypes came from, and man, that magazine is just like with hip hop. That's the the Bible right there. So that's why I always said I'm part of history. Just being in that magazine, that's a part of history. Right. Cause I remember you back in the day, you know, I remember that name, you know what I'm saying? And it was harder to get music back then though. You know, these kids don't understand, yeah. they, they, they got it good. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, man, it was way like, oh man. I say in this generation, it's like, with this generation, everybody's trying to follow what everybody else is doing. But back in the days, in that generation, you was unique, you standed out. So you had to be unique. It wasn't like, yo, let me hear this hit and I wanna sound just like these people. New York had their own sound. The uh, down south had their own sound. The west coast had their own sound. So it's way different nowadays. Everybody in this generation, everybody's trying to sound the same or trying to sound like what's hot. But you know, people was, in our generation, people was making songs from their soul. That's why it's so creative in the 90s and people tried to perfect their craft. That's the difference with the generation now. They don't try to perfect their craft. They run and follow whoever is hot. You know? That's right. Because you remember back in the days, it was an era where everybody wanted to play basketball. Now, all the basketball players is rappers nowadays. You know. It's crazy. You remember those days, right? Yo, what you just touched on, though, you know what I'm saying? You're right about that, though. You know what I'm saying? You're supposed to have been able to do both back in the day. Mm-hmm. But uh, as far as um originality, you know, it was even a mm-hmm. um, famous line, you know, signing the door, so no biting the loud. You know. That was the rule back then. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, man. And you had to be nice, too. You had to be nice with it. If you wasn't, you had a demo. People throw your demo in the garbage can if they didn't like it. We, like I said, you had, like, I learned from being around 
uh, studying my craft and and um, like I said, Big Daddy Kane played a big role. Listen to Big Daddy Kane. Listen to Pun. Listening to the greats. So once you study the greats and you study your craft, it makes you uh, better as an artist. It makes you perfect it even more. Even flows in common. It's, but it's a different era now, so it's not about that no more. You know, the innate era is about the beats now and repeating the chorus. But in our generation, we had to have the bars. You had to get tested. You had to be on the street spitting CDs, all that demos on deck, proving yourself, you know? You had to prove yourself back in the days. If you nice, you hop in that cypher where everybody that's rapping in that cypher. If you nice, you on the streets, you selling your CDs, and you right, right there, you um just becoming yourself as an artist, trying to perfect your music and trying to perfect your craft, you know, trying to be great. But it's different now, so. Well, it was a pride. You know? It was a pride back in the, you know, back then, like you said, it was like, we used to literally sit and write and see who could write the craziest stuff. <laughs> like, it's like, that's where people like Eminem and Redman came from, you know, just write some old crazy wild out. But, mm-hmm. It's bars, though, you know? Bars. Yeah, bars. For real, for real, bars. Yeah, man, because I had went to, uh, I went to August Martin High School, so, you know, Russell Simmons graduated from there. And I can remember when I was um, in school, like, what really motivated me as an artist and to get into the, the, into, uh, the entertainment business was there was a day where Russell Simmons came to my school with Kamora Lee and I was in high school and I remember I told people I was like I'm gonna get to Russell Simmons before the end of the day and everybody used to always be nah you can't do it I was always that person that had that motivation that strive and I remember I raised my hand Russell Simmons can hear me and then I went down there and just imagine I was in high school I had a, my first rap name was South Star. I had a hoodie on and it said South Star. And then I can remember sitting there, the media was started flashing pics at me. And that's when I knew this, I wanted to try to get into the business of it. Cause it was just so crazy. Just imagine you being high school and paparazzi's like flashing at you. And I was in high school and Russell Simmons asked me did I have a demo? And I was like, damn, I'm in high school, man. I don't got money like that. You know, nigga, you know, we got candy money. Right. You don't got studio money. That's everything but, right there. It's easy studio. Studio in your laptop on your phone now. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, man. You had to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And that's what changed me. Like that day and everything, the, the school was booing me at the same time because I always was the person who I knew what I wanted to become by when I was younger. So I was just way, way different. People was in a cafeteria playing cards and spades and all of this. I was writing rhymes. I had five-star notebooks of rhymes. I wrote it from period to period. It was times teachers, a teacher would take my paper and try to embarrass me and read in front of the whole classroom. Crazy. Try to read your raps. 
Yeah, tried to read my raps in front of the whole classroom because I wasn't paying attention to what he was doing. I remember those days, and I remember, like, those days and how it was. People stole my rhyming book. I remember because I was original because I wanted, I knew what I wanted to become at a young age. So when you know when, when you want to become something and you're motivated by it, people don't like that. There's a lot of hate. You know, right. it's just like for a person playing basketball, trying to make it to the NBA. And every time you see him, he's on that court dribbling or he's over there practicing all the time because you got people who want to hate because they don't got that same determination like you. That's right. So I'm um, like, I'm a different breed, but like Tupac Shakur inspired me the most. That's my favorite rapper. That's my goal. Without listening to him, I probably wouldn't even started rapping. But Tupac Shakur is definitely my favorite because he put his life in his music, and his greatness is so beyond. He's so ahead of his time. So you know, you him and Biggie, like you Biggie, so ahead of their time. So Tupac and Biggie both so ahead of their time. So that's how, like, when music I started. Sitting there, listening to tracks, listening to tracks all day. That's what I was doing. Studying. You know? And for a lot of people that don't know the real rap, Heavy D inspired a lot of people too. Heavy D is one of my favorites too. Rest in power. Heavy D. Yo, I I used to know that whole album that Dilly 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 D was on. Yeah. Yeah. That whole whole album front to back my heart mm-hmm. yep they were mm-hmm. back in the day rest in peace rest in power to uh, Trouble T-Roy too yeah uh huh yeah remember that damn yo that was I remember when that first happened when I was young and stuff and I was like damn that's crazy and you found out yeah. what happened it was like wow you know so rest in yeah. peace Trouble T-Roy you know cause you know, that definitely uh-huh. was a moment in hip-hop history, but, you know, they, a classic song came from that moment. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. You know, yeah. Uh, P-Rock, CL Smooth, they reminisce over you. Yeah. And uh-huh. if you don't know, if you don't, if you don't know out there, you take the first letter from every word in that title, you get Troy. They reminisce uh-huh. over you, so that's the science behind that. Oh, man, definitely, man. That's, yo, that's my music right there. Up. I still play all that music. Yo, that's how I am all the time. Those are like my like my legends and all that. And reminisce over you and uh all that. So I'm from that like when video music box. Shout out to Ralph McDaniels. Uncle Ralph. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. And I know him now and everything. Like, I remember when I was younger, like, that's what we used to watch. We used to come, video music box be on, like, 1 o'clock in the morning, 2 o'clock in the morning, come back from a hood party watching video music box. Yeah, but video music box set the trend for all of us as rappers. If you was a rapper, you don't watch video music box. Right. That's the first. This is before... uh, the BET and the 106 in Parks. There was no 106 in Parks. It was... 
Yep, your MTV raps right there. Level, you know, definitely. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, definitely, definitely. Like my friend is um that went to August Martin with me, like uh, at Lover's uh, father and stuff. So yeah, she went to August Martin with me, and that's crazy and stuff. Yeah, but shout out to Love and everything. I saw him too. Like the last time I saw him was like a minute ago. But man, shout out to Love it. But that's what started it. Yo, MTV raps. Uh, you had the box back in the days. A lot of people don't forgot about the box. You had the box. You remember those days? That was the earliest thing for the consumer because everybody got a chance to play what they wanted to. Uh -huh. That was a yeah. cool video music um channel right there. Uh -huh. Cool. Yeah, for sure. Everybody want to play Two Live Crew. Oh yeah, man. Two Live Crews, man. Listen, all oh, those were man. I, I always say that. Like, I wish we could rewind back to the '90s because the '90s was the best. The '90s is before, and like I, I always say, like. You had Michael Jackson alive, Whitney Houston alive, Tupac alive, like, man, all Aaliyahs and all, like, the 90s was just a dope vibe. It was more people, even if you, even if it's a situation, it would just be a fighting situation. It wasn't running back to go get the guns and this person kills this person. It was more fighting. stuff but uh yeah i'm about to get to it you know what i mean because i know yeah. i didn't realize it was out yet you know what i mean but i know oh it's man <laughs> love you let me let me tell you i woke up friday morning like five o'clock like if it's a christmas present you know when you get a christmas present and you sit there you wait <laughs> you can't wait to open up your package like it used to be though. That's how albums used to be though. When they came out, you couldn't wait. Yo, 
that Busta Rhyme album is everything. And shout out to Prayer, because that's Busta Rhyme's artist, and I had a chance to meet. You know the craziest thing? I came through to my, my homeboy's prayer shoot because he asked me to come to his shoot. I didn't even know Buster Rhymes was going to be there. But, you know, I didn't know Buster Rhymes was going to be there. I thought prayer was just doing it and everything. And that's how I first met Buster. And, you know, so crazy. That was the day Kobe Bryant died. The day Kobe Bryant died is the day I met Buster Rhymes and everything. Before this pandemic got so crazy and everything, and you know, I got a chance to kick it up with Buster and everything. He respected everything. I came through with my my friends, my models, and we did our damn thing. The video was on BET. It was on um, and Rap Sodi had came out. A lot of people don't know about Rap Sodi. Rap Sodi is a problem. She's a beast. Oh no, no, no! Trust me, she been around for a minute because she with Knife Wonder. Mm-hmm. People don't realize like they put up top female MCs. They gotta put her up there because she nice. Mm-hmm. Definitely, I had the chance. We all, me, Buster, Rap Sodi, Prayer. Yeah, I like if you look at the video. Um, it's dope. It came on BET and everything. And like, yo, definitely. So I had a chance to meet Buster. Buster is one of my goats. I had one disaster strikes when I was younger. So I wouldn't even expect to meet Buster Moms in life and that happens. But consistency, once you stay consistent, you'll start to see things in your life happen. Things that you wouldn't think that it's not possible what happened, but as long as you stay consistent, because you once once you're hungry, you gonna bump into everybody in your path. That's a part of life. So, like I tell everybody, consistency is the key, and never give up. Don't give up on your dreams. Don't let people tell you what you can be, because you could be anything in this world as long as you're passionate and you have that heart to do it. A lot of people don't have the heart to do it. So, you know, you got to be consistent. But you will see everything. No doubt. <laughs> yeah, appreciate, facts. Appreciate those Jews, OG, and I hope everybody out there is taking notes for real. Yeah, man, to this day. <laughs> to this day. To Yo, this that's day. one of my, uh, you know what? That's one of my favorite moments, you know what I'm saying, for real, uh, recent. Um, let everybody know what that means and your whole connection to um Mr. Wild and how that came about. All right, how it came about. I was um I was always a person traveling and going to Vegas because Vegas, like, if man, Vegas, my favorite place in the world. No lot of you. I had uh started going to Vegas. I, first, it was a magic show. I didn't even know what a magic show was, but I got invited to the magic show. When I went to the magic show, that's how I fell in love with Vegas. But the people in Vegas, they show you so much love. I hadn't got more love in Vegas than New York, so I used to constantly go for the fights, the Floyd Mayweather versus uh, uh, Marquez and everything. And one of the first people I gave my demo was Nate Jones, and that's Floyd Mayweather's trainer. And then he had 
he was like, yo, you need to uh, talk to P. Rilla. And P. Rilla, that's the Harlem Hot Boy. Shout out to my man, P. Rilla. So, like, they were the first people I met in Vegas, the money team. Shout out to them. But uh, how I met Deontay, we, uh, he was in the lobby, and this was before Deontay was the heavyweight champion of the world. But he was just knocking everybody out. And no lie to you, I told everybody, I was like, yo, I was, I used to watch Deontay or, uh, fight with my tenant all the time. And Deontay's still the same way. He's been knocking people out since he started. That's why his record is like history wise. He has a record that too much people don't have. But then I saw him in Vegas and he was walking in Vegas. And I, my homeboy, uh, rest in peace, my man Edward Jones, rest in peace to him. He was like, there go Deontay. And I was like, word, that's like one of my favorite peoples and stuff. And then I started talking to Deontay. Man, he's down to earth. He's a great person and stuff. And I had, at that time, we was doing the clothing line called Highlight. So I, had, I was like, yo, I had came up here to get Floyd Mayweather and P. Rilla one of the shirts, a custom-made shirt. And when Deontay saw the design and he saw the gold and he saw this and that on it, he was like, yo, take my personal number. And from there on, that's how we became that close. But he didn't know I'm a motivational person. That's how I am, and that's how I am. If, I'm, if I know you, I'm going to motivate you to the team to be successful or to... Yo, whatever you have going, definitely I'm with you and stuff. So that's how I met Deontay. I met him in Vegas. Because you know what? You ain't going to meet a person like Deontay's stature if you don't travel. It's a lot of, in New York, it's more different out here. You know how they are in New York. People are more on some being on guard all the time. You know how that New York shit is. So it's better to meet people in different situations. Like, Vegas is the joint. I met Lisa Ray. I became cool with Lisa Ray. That's how, when I let, uh, when I had went to Lisa Ray's birthday party, she had that, uh, the highlight shirt, the custom-made highlight shirt that me and my partner, I don't really deal with him no more, but, yeah, it's, it's crazy. But I met a lot of people through Vegas. Vegas is, man, Vegas is, is dope. You dig? Like a crossroads, right? So I met him and Deontay Wilder is, like I said, I love him. Like I said, too, that's my brother right there. I love him to death. So he, like, uh, with all the situations that's happening right now, there's nothing more to say. He has all the evidence. I, like, before he fought Fury, the second fight, I knew it. I was like, either Fury's going to find a way to cheat, he's either going to do drugging, because I thought he was going to do something with drugging, but I kind of knew. But it's a lot of situations that happen with the camp and everything before the fight. So it's a lot of things that y'all not seeing. But, yeah, man, he's man, he's the coolest, man. I, and you know so crazy? I'm involved in rap, but boxing was my favorite sport besides basketball boxing was always my favorite sport and you know like from the days of when we was younger from the holy sales to the to the to the 
Mike Tyson days. Yo. You remember those days? The Lennox Lewis. So I've been a big boxing fan my whole life. You know, you had Mike Tyson punch out. Right. You had George Foreman's Super Nintendo game. You had that. So I've been a big fan of boxing and stuff. And, you know, like, I'm thankful for God because God put that person in my life. And, you know, there's a lot of people that don't allow you in a circles because this is how to entertain the business and this is how it goes. It goes by circles. That's why a lot of people don't be getting put on. And you could be more talented than the next person. But because I'm not a part of your circle, I'm not putting you on. And some people, you definitely, you got to appreciate the circles you be around and positive people you be around. But Deontay is humble. He's the most humble guy you ever meet. He's humble. He's true. And you know, they had to try to find a way to slow him down. He had the belt for five years, so I've been there. When he first won the belt, I was there. When he fought against the Vern. So, you know, when you have a United States heavyweight champion that's black, keeping it real, for five years, he's dominant. It's crazy. And but when he started talking about the social injustice right. to this day, yeah. This is when this stuff started happening. Because we've seen it. I've seen it hands on. When he fought against Fury the first fight, he, t- he TKO'd oh, Fury. He KO'd Fury. Right. Fury eyes was rolling, wasn't moving. That's a KO. No matter what you say in boxing, that's a KO. We see people get knocked out, standing up, and still moving. Imagine a person is not moving. That's a KO. But we actually, like, when I was out there, it's just, once D put that out, man, that, that, that speech he did was motivational, man, for all of us, for our black people. Our black people got to understand, you got to stand behind your fighters. We don't do that. And it's sad. We don't stand behind our fighters. Uh, I, we battle fans all the time. We battle all those fans. If it's Tyson Fury fans, it's a hella deep. They bought a bar. And I'm sitting there, there's only one. They say, there's only one Tyson Fury bomb squad. And I'm just two people. Just me and my peoples. Because, you know, in boxing, you're supposed to be behind your fighter. But we're never behind our fighters. It's the same way with Floyd Mayweather Jr. You go to his fights against whoever he's fighting against. Black people don't stand up like how these Russian people, they come, they gonna pay that money for that fight. These Mexicans, they love their fighter. They gonna come out to death and travel for Manny Pacquiao. They gonna travel to death for their fighters. But black people, we don't even do that for our fighters. He's our only United States heavyweight champion of the world, and this is what happened, you see? No, that's a that's, that's a that's a good point right there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, yeah, definitely. No, no, go ahead. No, I was saying definitely they need to stand behind them all. But I knew it. I knew it. Like with Fury, I looked at his last fight. He had forty-seven stitches in his eyes. Um, he had like uh, his eye was bleeding, all crazy. His eyes was like this dude, and this 
even a top contender. He did this to Fury. Fury shouldn't even made it to Deontay Wilder, but they let him go. If, if it's Deontay bleeding like that or anybody else, any fighter bleeding like that. So, man, I knew it. I was like, okay. Then Deontay's fighting Ortiz. He's taking on the hardest fights. Ortiz is a Cuban fighter. Man, he's no joke. He knocks, he KOs people. This is what Lewis Ortiz do. So Deontay's fighting the harder competition. Shiri's fighting the bullshit competition. But he tried to, like when I say everybody, he tried to, he fired his, um, he fired his trainer just to get people attention off of it. He fired his trainer, then he put on more pounds. But when it comes to boxing, you don't gain power in one fight. And that's what I was telling people. Like, how do you get that much punching power in one fight and you never had that much punching power? And we know who has the punching power. So the Anthony Joshua's, that's what they do. When he fought against Crisco, you watch that fight. He knocked Crisco out, right? He's a he's a power puncher. This person is a power puncher. Jerry is not a power puncher at all. He didn't even hurt the, 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 the dude before he fought Deontay Wilder. He didn't even knock him down once. So how you know they're going to find a way to cheat. So I knew it before everything happened. I knew he was going to try to find a way. Deontay keeps his power and stuff. So imagine finding a person that could knock you out any round, but then could keep his power the whole fight, right? That shit sound like a video game. But that's what D do. So it's just crazy. That's what I've seen. Um, when I first started seeing him fight, uh -huh. he said he was knocking everybody out. I'm like, wow, you know, I ain't seen nobody really doing that. This is like Tyson or Roy Jones when he first came up. Uh -huh. You know, just popping people and they're going down like that. So, like, you know, yeah. when he started making. No, yeah. No, I said knocking people into seizures. He knocked the person into a seizure. Have you ever seen a boxer do that? Nah, <laughs> that's. I ain't think you know. I ain't think he would lose. You know, but like you say, you know, you have um the belt for that long. Yeah, five years. Like but like I said, he had the belt for five years. But like I said, his camp members. You know, sometimes when you're when you're that successful, they find ways to do stuff. And being that successful, uh, what you're doing, and you tend to have haters inside your own camp. And yeah, but everything is coming out. Like if you go to, uh, I tell everybody who's listening to us right now, they could go to Instagram and they could see go to the Bronx Farm on Instagram. And Deontay has everything. He has all the evidence. It wasn't a. It wasn't. It was a person in a circle that did him dirty before he fought. Whoa. So you know, yeah, I go check that out. Um, yeah, yeah. That's on. That's on IG on Instagram. That's Deontay yeah. Wilder. Mm -hmm. The Bronx. The Bronx. Yeah, the Bronx Bomber, man. And, you know, you can check CIE Fashion Magazine. I'm on a front cover with Deontay Wilder on the CIE Fashion Magazine. That's out in Los Angeles. So when you type in CIE Fashion Magazine, you can uh, 
know, you could see the issue with me and Deontay, but that's my bro. Like, for real, for real, he he has spoke about me on interviews, and if you go to CIE Fashion Magazine and put in Deontay, he talks about me. We all a camp. We all love each other. That's what we are, man. We riding with Deontay to the end, so we about that, man. It's bomb squad to this day, you know? You need good people around them. Like you said, we got to stand behind our fighters. Mm-hmm. You, know, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So he can focus on representing us, you know, and, and doing what he do. Mm-hmm. He definitely would be back. So right now they're trying to duck that fight. Fury's trying to run from the fight. He knows what he did. Fury knows he doesn't have power like that. It's, it's, and he been getting caught, so this is not like, he had got caught. His gloves took it from him in a fight. He had one of his sparring partners put him on front street, showed how he had no padding in his gloves and he had some type of weights in his gloves. What? So he's a known cheater. That's how he lost his belt. He lost his belt off of doping and doing this and that. So he's been a cheater. So this is nothing new to him. Because there's no way you could fight an opponent in the ring and your your glove swings back and forth. Like, how do your glove bend like that? That doesn't happen in the boxing sport. They can't show me a fighter that gloves is flapping, is going in this type of angle. Because only cheaters do that. Man. Cheater, but you know, God don't like us. So, so you mean to tell me? I know. You mean to tell me that during that last fight um, with Deontay, that that's what his girls are doing? I said I know. So you mean to tell me that during that last fight with Deontay, that that's what his gloves are doing? Yeah, uh-huh. And uh, Kenny Bayless, the referee, was allowing a lot of illegal shots from Fury. But this is the same referee that let Cotto get beat up by Margarito with still wraps. So that's that same damn referee that when Margarito got caught with the wraps, because nobody even knew, everybody's looking at Cotto, and Cotto, like, damn, what happened to Cotto? Cotto getting hit, and Cotto going to the floor. And we was like, damn, so we never seen Cotto's a beast. But that's that same referee. That referee... And half of the time when Deontay was going down, Fury was tripping him and pushing him. There's a lot of things, but if you go to, uh, if you look at Young Pharaoh, you can see it. If you could go, if you, all you got to do is put in Fury cheated. And everything is on. Yeah, it's on YouTube. Okay. Anything you just go put in Fury cheated, it's on YouTube. The stuff that Deontay just showed you, he has a dance. A dent doesn't come from a opponent punching with regular gloves. The dent comes from an object being in the doctor already said that. So we know. We knew from the time when Tyson Fury has punching power on one fight. Fury never had punching power. He didn't even knock out Crisco or he didn't even knock Crisco down one time. Look at all his fights and go through all Fury fights. He doesn't inflict damage like that. He doesn't have the punching power to inflict damage. And even if you got 10 pounds heavier, it doesn't mean you still have the power. 
It, it doesn't happen. He's a cheater. Man, he's a cheater in the sport. He's been cheating in the sport. So you look at him, everybody knows what he, he's known for a cheater and stuff. Because if, 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 if it was that situation, he would be wanting to fight Deontay Wilder right now. But he don't want to fight Deontay Wilder because he knows of what they hip to him now. All that glove shit, we hip to him. So it'll be a different fight, the third fight. And I don't know if you're looking at all the news. It's saying this person spiked Deontay Wilder's water. That's the truth. Somebody did spike his water. And it's out there. Like, so I've been like shit crazy with the camp. So it's out there. You know what? I'll tell you like later on. I'll tell you later on. It's, it's just crazy, man. Your own people to bring you down. Your own people's inside your camp. You got, like I said, inside your camp to bring you down. So. You know what's crazy, OG? Yeah. Is I remember that fight and it didn't make no sense uh-huh. to me the way Deontay was moving. Uh-huh. Like you said, Fury was tripping him and, and all that other, you know what I'm saying, extra stuff. So, yo, I, yeah. see, I see what you're talking about because it didn't make any sense. Like, yo, I knew Deontay should have been able to whop him. Easy. You look at his demeanor and look at it like when he's when he's touching his eyes like this before the fight. D doesn't do nothing like that. D doesn't touch his eyes. D moves around. D wouldn't let Fury move the way he's moving right now during that fight. D would have been moving around. D doesn't stand around and he uses agility all the time. But like somebody. Life, man, we riding this, this bomb squad forever, man, to this day. 
out to Malik Scott too. Shout out to my my bro Malik Scott and the whole Bomb Squad family. You know, definitely. Yeah, so there's a lot of things in this sport. You know how that goes down. When you great, they gonna hate. It's the same shit with LeBron. Right. And I always, you know, the funny thing I always tell Deontay, I'm like, yo, you and LeBron need to hook up. Y'all be the mega power. You and LeBron all the time. I say that shit to be all the time. LeBron wins. What people do? They hate. Oh, it's a pandemic. They be like, ah, uh, he, oh, he's only winning because he's in the East. Let him come to the West. He wouldn't be doing nothing in the West. Yeah. Now LeBron come to the West. Fucking smokes the West. Smokes the West. Each team gets one victory against him. That's it. And he's playing the hardest competition in the West. You're playing against James Harden and Westbrook. Those two season MVPs. You playing against a hot ass Denver team that took out the Clipper team. Still don't get no credit. <laughs> Yo, it's real crazy in life. Like, what do you have to do to get credit, man? But then, you know, off the court, he's building schools for people. Yeah, he has voting for, for us black people where you could vote. He rented out an arena or rented out this for so black people could vote. And he's a good person off the court and you still don't like this man cause it's just crazy nah so <laughs> right yo you know what the thing is people don't separate the team you play for with the person mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying like mm-hmm. you gotta um you got to respect people for the job they do. And LeBron definitely is, you know what I'm saying, top two to me all the time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's something they better people better appreciate why he's still here and why he's still doing it at the level he's doing it at because ain't going to see no LeBron anymore soon. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You won't see him like that's what I tell people, man. And, you know, he got 84 tattooed to him. So, he's an 84 baby, man. So, we're going to rock out with LeBron. Like I said, he's going to keep on chasing greatness. He's going to have plenty more chips. And people's going to hate even more. Because he will end up winning it next year. Watch how it goes. He has Anthony Davis now. He has a squad. I was going to ask you about that. You think they should they going to win next year? Yeah, they two-peated. You know, honestly, I say this is LeBron James' best teammate he ever had. That Anthony Davis is a different breed, man. You see it. He's not He's not Irvin. He's not uh, Dwayne Wade. And like I said, mind you, Dwayne Wade is great. But when he's playing with LeBron, it wasn't the same Dwayne Wade we saw in 2006. Dwayne Wade used to always be injury prone, always get injured all the time. But they will win it next year because the last of the players that can play at a Bradley didn't play. All that coach had to do, and I'd be like, I don't understand how people got coaches. They wasn't playing Javel McKee, and I thought that was a key. If they would have played Javel McKee more, they would have easily won that game. 
and it's just the greatness of the ball. It's like he's the last of our ever right now. Like, you know, you got the Michael Jordan, the Kobe, LeBron is the last. So it's going to be hard to beat LeBron when LeBron got a person like Anthony Davis on his team. Only Anthony Davis can only get better. Right. And you see, he can only get better, and he's young. So Anthony Davis is in his prime. You got prime Anthony Davis. So while LeBron is killing you already, you got this man Anthony Davis. And it's going to be crazy. Nah. You know, I got to say something about the hometown, you know, the Brooklyn Nets. You don't think they got a chance? Yeah, they're they going to make it to the, the, like, they should go to the finals, but the only thing about it is that Kyrie Irving is taking So when they go through it, they're going to go through it. That's the only thing about it. Kyrie Irving a different person. You know how Kyrie Breaking up a little yeah. bit, OG. Hold on, hold on. Can you hear me now? Yeah, he better. Yeah, so no, the ball clay, we always take over the ball clay, but it's gonna be it's gonna be dope, man. I respect the Nets, man. The Nets been out of squad. Paris Levert is a problem. He's yeah, a problem. Yeah, see, yep. That's, people don't understand that Brooklyn yeah. used to playing shorthanded. So uh-huh. whoever they get in this draft in free agency, whatever, trade, whatever, and KD and Kyrie come back next year, they already got that dog mentality. They got that mentality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I love about them. Yeah, yeah, nah. They play hard. They play hard, and, and even before Kyrie got there, yo, I had to watch them play. I, I watched them play. I had one to, like, like at least eight, eight Nets games. So... I watched them. They play hard, man. Del Harris. No, what's his name? It's Harris. I forgot his name. Coach. So, uh, the, the shooter on their team that oh, be hitting on those two. Joe. Joe Harris, my fault. Yeah, Joe Harris is a problem. Jim Witty is a problem. Yeah. You have a lot of players that's already, that's like on that level. That's a problem, so I give them their dues. I mess with the the Brooklyn Nets, man. Actually, I go there all the time. I'll be in the back of the arena all the time, man. It's dope. That Brooklyn, that Barclays Center is beautiful. Yes, sir. It's a beautiful arena. The back of the arena is so big. They got the clubs back there. Man, I'll tell you the funniest shit. The last time I was there... Angela Simmons, I met, I finally met Angela Simmons, and hell yeah, they was telling her she could even come back there, and it was crazy, it was like, yo, I was like, y'all don't know who this is at the Barclays Center? This is Angela Simmons and stuff, I was like, man, crazy. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. Yo, it was crazy, man. But I, lo- I like the Barclays Center. I-, I love it, man. I love the Barclays Center. If you go through my um, 
Facebook or Instagram, you'll see me at the Barclay Center all the time. At the games, everything. So, so yeah, so I love the Barclay Center. It's definitely going to be live in Brooklyn, man. We just playing this pandemic. We get over this pandemic, man, and they start having crowds again. Hey, you know what? Let me uh, let me pause it right here. Okay, we back. We back with um classic. You know what I'm saying? He's dropping all kind of jewels, but we were talking about the quarantine and the coronavirus shut down. And we left off. How that affect um you and the people around you? Ah uh, man, uh, the quarantine man. I say this is one of my worst years ever. One of my worst years ever, due to the fact that I don't get a chance to see my peoples. Like man, uh, I definitely missed the bomb squad camp because you know we haven't seen each other since February. But usually I would have seen. My bro Deontay and Chris and um, everybody by now, but a lot of things too. Fred the Godson passed away, man. Rest in peace to Fred the Godson. Cool dude. One of the best lyricists I heard ever in my my life too. One of the best. Fred the Godson. Then, you know, a couple of my peoples passed away too that I went to high school with. So it just been... um, it's been crazy, like, even the whole summertime, it was just like, create your own summer. You gotta create your own summer, and you gotta really be careful out here. But this pandemic, it, it did us dirty. There's no arenas. I'm used to being in arenas all the time. So, it's just something um, different for me. I'm used to being at the Barclay Center. I'm at, I'm at the MGM Grand, being around crowds of 17,000, 18,000. I'm used to that. So it's just it just been real real different for me, but it is well, this quarantine affected everybody, man. Everybody. So with this quarantine, you just gotta pray. Everybody gotta go out there and vote for Biden, man. You have to have a different president, man. It's real. You have to have a, a president that knows what he's doing in an oval office. Right. <laughs> Right, that's yeah. that's a uh, requirement number one. Yeah, yeah, uh huh, yeah. And you know, the quarantine stopped the fights between Deontay and Fury. We would have been now, would have had the trilogy match already. So it's like, man, I didn't even know that was gonna happen. My last time in Las Vegas, I was just sitting there having the time of my life to go into the pandemic. Crazy. Started in March. My birthday was March the 20th. I'm a Pisces. And that's around the time that all this pandemic shit started getting crazy. Right. Yeah, so for everybody, man, just uh, stay safe. Blessings on blessings. And, you know, I, I know there's a lot of things that have been happening, a lot of shootings, a lot of everything, man. Just stay to yourself and, you know, it's crazy right now. These are crazy times. Yeah, you gotta stop never that shooting. Nah, go ahead, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh-huh, you gotta, yeah, stop the shooting, and, man, all of us, we could own our own businesses, we could form together. Man, it's just so much hatred, and there shouldn't be that much hatred for the next man where you want to take somebody's life. It should never get to that point of hatred, man. Take it 
taking people away from their kids, from their daughters. Man, all of us, by God, it's like, it's a blessing every single day we wake up. It's a blessing every single day. You got to look at all the things you have in life. Even though you're going through your rough situations, all the roughest times, you have your family. There's a lot of things that's happening, but you have to just keep your head up and stay focused and maintain. That's why I tell everybody, consistency. Okay, word. Prayers, patience, persistence. Those are the keys, too. So, but yeah... It's crazy times. It's definitely been crazy, right? You watching football games and ain't no crowd. It's crazy. Boxing matches. Yo, the basketball is the funniest with the uh, the virtual fans. You look up there snooping over yeah, yeah. on the screen. Whoa, what the hell they think this shit is NBA Jam? Like, <laughs> they think this is NBA Jam? You remember how NBA Jam used That's to be? Really that's what it look like. It look like, it look like NBA Jam now, man. Like that shit crazy. <laughs> like, yo, you be looking at the crowd, you be like, yo, man, nah, man, I gotta be in this arena and stuff. I miss, I miss the bar play the most. I haven't been in the bar play in a minute, and that's, that's one of my favorite things to do. Go hop on that Long Island Railroad and go right to the bar play center. <laughs> right across the street, the mall right there. Shit. You, you remember what was there before the Barclays Center, right? Yeah. That mm-hmm. train yard is like... There's <laughs> like a nothing, nothing on that corner. Yeah. Yeah, man. Oh, man. Uh, I was like... Uh, yeah, since I haven't been over there to the bar... I missed that, though. I definitely missed the Barclays, and I miss it. And actually, that's one of Deontay Wilder's favorite place to fight at. That might be his favorite place to fight at. No lie, he done had so much classic moments of knocking people out unconscious. <laughs> so, yeah, it'd be crazy at the Barclays Center. So, we miss that. We definitely miss it, though. You're in Brooklyn right there, so, you know, the people going to be around there. Come out there to um, I used to take the train out there to. Oh, that's the uh, What's that, Archer? Yeah, the Archer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, man, definitely for sure. Oh yeah, that's that's my that's one of my favorite places in the world. One six five, the Coliseum, man. I'm I'm a Jamaica Avenue head. Everybody tell you back in the days they know me. They know me for being on Jamaica Avenue. So, 
know, Jamaica Avenue is one of my favorite places. I still will come through and chill on the block, like one of them days around everybody. I'm not all Hollywood. I may hang with Hollywood celebrity people and all these other people. I'm still me all the time. So I hang with stars, but I'm still me all the time. So, yeah, shout out to 165, the Coliseum. Jamaica Avenue, beef patties all day, margaritas, pizza. If you don't know about margaritas, pizza, man, I don't know what to say. South side. Yeah, uh-huh, yeah, yeah. You know what, though? I got, you know what, I, I was listening, you know what I'm saying, to um some of your songs, and you got one line, you see the rap version of Pappy. came out he came yeah. out and the reason why he say that you know when I caught my attention you no know, pappy yeah. shout out to the OG you know lockdown like yeah. um in the supermax yeah that's like yeah. family though you know what I'm saying that's like family to my dad you know what I'm saying wow yeah my dad used to um started the Jolly Stompers with his older brother T and the OGs, they used to leave Pappy with my grandma. Mm-hmm. Watch a cartoon, you too young. Yeah. So I was, I was, you know, I was, I'm too young, you know what I'm saying? No Pappy like that. He was already in Queens by the time I was born and was growing up in the yeah. Anytime anybody show him love, you know what I'm saying? I love that, you know what I mean? Because yeah. everything that's going on right now, mm-hmm. whatever they said he did, if he did, people yeah yeah definitely for sure for sure like i said hell yeah nah that's like one of my favorite songs right there too all the time man mm-hmm. yeah we finna we finna ever bars like i think like the craziest i tell you i grew up buying people albums to actually being in the same studios to actually doing a song with havoc called shorty like I actually, when I remember when I used to work at the airport, I was working at uh, JFK Terminal Five. No, it was Terminal Six at that time. Well, I remember people was like, "Yo, Corrupt is here, and Corrupt is looking for you." I'm like, "Ooh, Corrupt from the door pound? I'm like, yeah, stop playing, stop playing." And they was like, "Yeah, Corrupt looking for you." So then Corrupt, and it's like, "Yo, niggas is telling me you nice." Come out here and run for me. And no lie to you, that's one of my best moments in life as far as rapping and shit because I run for Corrupt. Like, I'm a big Corrupt fan from the time the Dog Pound from, uh, you know, Corrupt was all on Tupac albums. I went out when I was in high school and bought Corrupt's album when I was in high school. So I've been a big fan of his. And to see him nod his head... And like, yo, and go crazy over how I'm momming and give me my respect. I always say those are like crazy moments. That's when you know you are real good at what you do or real good at your craft. Because when your legends give you respect, 
which is when it's just like when people play basketball and they play against a LeBron James or they play against a James Harden and he's watching them their whole life. Like, so, yeah, man. I'm really into the hip-hop world and, you know, I have my OGs all the time, so I talk to them all the time in music. Shout out to Mike Geronimo. I had spoke to Mike Geronimo the other day. That's one of my other legends, man. Yeah. Shout out to Mike Geronimo. Yeah. Let, let Mike Geronimo know he definitely was an inspiration back, you know what I'm saying, in, in 94. Yeah. Remember that okay. album, uh, Blunted on Reality? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, we had, I had a single, you know what I'm saying? Like, he used to rap over the instrumental, you know what I'm saying, back in the day. Mm-hmm. Like, Definitely, he he's another person that he was big. You know what I'm saying? Like what he did was important. Yeah. And he stood yeah. by a lot of people. So definitely, shout out yeah. to Geronimo. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I just spoke to my brother the other day, man. Like I said, I yo definitely, man. I'm a real hip hop fan. Like there's nights where I, I wish you could have came out here to Queens. My friend had a show called The Ryan Show. And uh, Mr. Cheeks was one of his hosts, and and definitely, it used to be real hip-hop. Like, they had showcases, everybody come out, perform, we had crazy nights, uh, everybody was performing. It was, it was real, real dope, man. I hope, like, whenever my homeboy, if he do bring it back, it's called Shout Out to Ryan and everything, that be running with Mr. Cheeks. So, yeah, man, I like... All I can say, I performed like in, um, I had performed all the way in the Hamptons. Me, Capone, Royal Flush, shout out to Capone from CNN. He has his clothing line too. Check that out. You know, those are my OGs. So, me being in the same room performing when they performing is crazy. I would never think something like that would happen to me in life. But, it's your motivation, and, and yeah, God will let you see it. I thank God for letting me see everything, man. I'm lucky. I'm a lucky person, to tell you. I'm lucky to be around all the people being blessed and stuff. So, you know, sometimes you don't get opportunities like this. Man, I got legendary nights, legendary stories, man. Oh, it's ridiculous. Trust me, I've seen so much in my life. And you know, I'm just, right there. And yeah, yeah, my friend, um, my friend Economics, who does my beat, uh, who produced my my music, his father is Paul Anthony from House Party. So Paul Anthony. Wow, yo, I met him. Yeah, so that's in Tampa. Wow, yeah, man, ah, uh, man, and that's that's my friend's father. And I always remember when we went to Puffy Party, Paul Anthony took us to Puffy Party, man. That shit was crazy. If you ever go to Puffy Party, it's like some shit you would never see in your goddamn life. That's like a dirty word, ain't it? Yeah, man, I done seen crazy stuff. Shit, I done seen Christina Million going to bathroom with Kanye West. Uh, but <laughs> that's an industry party right there. It was that early two thousands. Yeah, early 2000s, like wow. 
I done stayed, oh, we over there chilling. <laughs> I'm chilling, that's when Jada kills. Over there, that's when Rick Hamilton first won it, the Pistons won and all that stuff. He over there with us, we talking to him like, yo, Puffy Party was crazy, man. That Miami life was crazy. Because I actually, I actually stayed at the Fountain Blue Resort where the awards was at because they had the awards inside the Fountain Blue. So I knew like 3LW, even before that, the Maiden Singer. So even, you know, it's a lot of times. I have crazy times, man. I got crazy stories. I got to put it in a book. But I put it in a book, everybody going to see that shit. But I got crazy nights, man. Nice that people don't. Nice that people don't even, man. It's crazy. <laughs> so, whatever you was in, yeah, I believe. Yeah, man. Uh huh. Yeah, man. It's it's crazy, crazy. But I'm just happy. I'm blessed, man. I'm blessed because I, I pursued it. I I really sat there. And what made me better was in being in the studio watching Havoc. And my legends, like I was in the studio with Stevie J too. Shout out to Stevie J. No doubt. No doubt. He, used in, he used to be in my deep studio. He's one of the coolest people I ever met. So he was one of the dudes in the industry that was mad cool. I fucks with Stevie J no matter what. People saying he's cool at heart and stuff. A master producer too. first um like what year did you first start being around mob deep about 2003 when they was on um they was on the album when they had the little john and um what was that uh that was when they was on jobs you remember when they had uh oh, america's nightmare, um, nightmare yep yeah. so i was there for america's nightmare when uh that's when I first uh went to the Mall Deep studio and everything. I had met Fly. Fly had a he had a flyer and I didn't even know that was the Mall Deep studio. And up that was on Atlantic Avenue in Queens and then I that ended up being the Mall Deep studio. They had the plaques on the wall and everything and uh that's where I started from. I started from there, so with with Mob Deep and that uh that was dope, but I seen them transition to the Blood Money album. I, I was there when uh, one night we had went to the G Unit office in the city. Word, quickly was giving out I Run New York shirts, man. I hopped out with Prodigy and have yo crazy night, man. Crazy times, man. Shout out to Fifty Cent. <laughs> you know what I mean? Cause he held them down, yo. And uh, get in that situation right there. Uh -huh. Some good music out of that. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Nice too, my man. Nice, that was uh, part of Mob 
deep and everything. My man, nice. That's one of my dudes. And uh, and yeah, and uh, Un Pacino. Un Pacino. Haven't seen Un in a minute. But uh, yeah, Un Pacino. And uh, yeah, man, it's it's like uh, in hip hop, like that studio was our studio, man. That studio was uh, official. Everybody used to come through. DJ Absolute come through Alchemist. Shout out to Alchemist too. Definitely. Wow. I always be telling him, yeah, I be like, hood prices, man. Every time I talk to Alchemist, man, how much you charge? Hood prices, man. <laughs> so, yeah, man, I had a, we had a chance to, I had a chance to be in that studio just learning. I had to learn how to perfect my craft first and learn how to, to be better in due time and stuff. So, but you know what motivated me was, they ha- I used to be in a mall deep studio and they had nothing but magazines around me. They had like at least 11 or 10 magazines around me. And I swear to you, that shit, my man Fly was my engineer. He ended up being in a double XL with Havoc and Prodigy. And I remember when different people used to come to the studio, like a model would come to the studio, she would be in that magazine. I'd be like, yo, I gotta get there, man. I gotta get to that level, man. Yeah, all the magazines and all that. Well, I worked my ass off doing shows after shows. I remember when MySpace was popping, you remember the MySpace days? Yeah, Those MySpace days as well. Miss MySpace. Dude, I, yo, I miss MySpace more than anything. That's before all the drama, all of this. Everybody was just sitting there lacing their pages up. And then you could throw <laughs> Before all this crazy ass shit that's on the internet, where everybody want to get going live, you get shot and you on live right now, bleeding, talking about I'm on live right now, and I'm shot. You see that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've seen that. <laughs> like a, a quick song toward the end you know it was like on the end of the mixtape but yeah when he came out later on with dirty money and everybody i was like okay there you go because he disappeared for a couple years after that 
But he always came to yeah. us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. This game is when you when you work hard, you gonna see everybody. There's nights of class had a showcase, I had a showcase, this person had a showcase, Fred the Godson. Yo, you bumping to everybody. It's like when you're on your way up and you keep on staying consistent and all that and you keep on doing what you do. It was plenty of nights I had shows to do here. I had a show to do in the city. On, uh, I had a show to do here. Always doing shows. We always were, was consistent and stuff. So you see everybody when you keep on doing your thing, man. Everybody knows about you because at the end of the day, yeah, I saw you at a showcase. Oh, yeah, this and that. And that's how it was. Because you see, Loon just came home. And shout out to Loon. I met Loon when I was uh, working. Matter of fact, my friend had gave me new Loon number. He told, like, um, my friend, I used to work with the airport, at the airport. And the crazy thing about it is that Loon used to tell me about Bad Boy before all the shit that was happening. But shout out to Loon. I had a chance to go to Loon's house in New Jersey and play my tracks, and he liked my tracks and everything. I just never got a chance to go around and do a song with Loon, but shout out to Loon, man. Definitely shout out to Loon. You're welcome home. No, yeah, man. Definitely one of the nicest of that Bad Boy mm-hmm. squad. Yeah, man. So, yeah, definitely. Definitely. I had a whole chance. Uh, I, like I said, I, I had so much uh, opportunities and just learned a lot, just seen a lot in my life. So, but it's definitely dope. Like, music is music. And I'm a, I'm a big music fan. Like, especially in the 90s and even, like, the early 2000s and stuff. Because Roy Banks actually went to August Martin, the same school I went to, August Martin. Okay. Yeah. That's someone that, okay. What's your opinion on Lloyd Banks? Because uh, he put out two projects back in 2016, man, that uh, Fair No Option and Live It Up. All or Nothing Live It Up, All or Nothing Fair No Option. And both of those... Yeah, yeah. they was killing. They was killing a lot of cats, catalogs, man. Yeah, yeah, Lloyd Banks is crazy as far as punchlines and bars. You know, Banks always had that, man. Banks is talented as hell, man. I remember I used to always play Papa Was a Rolling Stone, like that other joint that was on that album. I forgot was it on the mixtape, but yeah, man. Definitely, he got bars. Like I'm waiting to see him get in that ring and battle. They say he's coming to battle rap, so Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> he step in the ring with this battle rap shit because you know I ever if ever bars, man. But bars don't even be counting battle rap now. You can say all this other shit. People just be trying to entertain the crowd. That's what the dead battle rap is. But you know our real battle rap. We go bar for bar. Cassidy spitting bars. That's crazy. They the crowd booing him and like what? This <laughs> is crazy now. So uh, we gotta see what Banks do. They said Banks is gonna be a uh, battling somebody. I forgot who it is, but I gotta look it up. I put my money on Banks. Banks is a beast. Me too. Yeah, yeah. Banks. Uh, did you hear that? Um, song with Banks, Havoc, and um, Connie the what's his name? Connie the Butcher or oh, Conway. Conway and Benny the Butcher. Yeah, yeah. Conway and Benny the Butcher. Muffle. If 
I said that wrong. Yeah, did you hear that song they got together? It's fire. And Havoc is on the hook. And Havoc is doing the hook. Did you hear it? I think I saw the video, but I think I was at work, so I didn't click on it. Man, that track is oh, fire, man. That's what New York sounds like. Now I'm going to go back and listen to that, but the lineup right there, I already know it's nice. That lineup. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and a beat. Yeah. Oh, that beat. That Griselda, that's that Griselda sound. Yeah, huh? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, because uh, I'm definitely a hip-hop fan, man, uh, I love hip-hop. Hip-hop is hip-hop no matter what, man. You were for real, but you know, more old school and stuff. And you know, like I said too, I uh, I was blessed to have started a clothing called Highlights. I had different stars wearing uh, shirts, like different models and different stars. So I've been through a lot, man. We was doing fashion shows and, and at different uh, events in the city and everything. So I made my mark, and definitely. And you know, it's just just staying you, staying patient. So I'm going to show everybody in my documentary. When I bring out my documentary, I got a lot of footage of everything. So when people see this documentary I've been working on, it's going to be dope. It's going to be so, so dope. It's going to be official. So, man, all I say in, in life is just staying, is working hard for what you want in life and believing in yourself and being passionate about what you do. So, so I'm going to No, no, good. Don't. Yeah, yeah, but definitely. And uh, let's see who else. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to young, the younger fellow. That's my homeboy that you heard on the track with me. But I will be releasing something soon. I'm about to start working on new beats and uh, like uh, definitely I'm working on something prior. So I'm, I'm, I'll be back on it. I'll probably try to drop it like probably like in December or something. Yeah, but I had uh, mixtapes all out warfare. I had a uh, pursuit to perfection. Had a couple of mixtapes. I've been on DVDs with Raekwon, Graf, uh, Lumi D. It's not too much I could say. I, I done been through it all. I done appeared on Showtime TV with Deontay Wilder. I was on Yahoo Entertainment. Yeah, so I've been all over. I've seen all over. All over. I performed all over in the city at major clubs. I remember... Uh, I performed at Peru. You remember Peru, the nightclub Peru? That used to be popping in Astoria back in the days with Cardi B and um, R.I.P. Michaels. Nah, I can't, I can't say that I did. I was OT. I was out of town OG. Oh, yeah, you was out of town, yo. That was like one of the, uh man, Rick Ross, Nas, everybody came to Peru, Peru. Like, they had Peru perfections and stuff. Perfections was crazy. I'm sure everybody in New York remember it though. Mm-hmm. Everybody that was there remember it though. But um, yeah, it's a blessing though. I mean, the fact that you know we hit 2020 through everything. Yeah, that's inspiration right there. Oh yeah, man, definitely. It's true as long as you believe it. As long as you believe it. I remember when I was uh, in 2003. Um. 
his name was Sean Cummins. He was uh, the owner of the Smooth Magazine. You remember Smooth Magazine with all the females and all the models? Right, I remember that. Yeah, yeah well, I remember I was a big fan of that. And I was a big fan of Melissa Ford. I love me, Melissa Ford. And I remember, like, okay. years, years later... I bumped into Melissa on the set of her TV show, man, and they brought her to me. They were like, Melissa, they got their clothing line and all that, and that was like one of the best films in the world, man. And then I see responds even when I'm on Instagram, you know, and I post a pic or whatever, Melissa Ford be responding back. Shout out to Melissa Ford. And those are like my dream girls, the Lisa Rays, you know, Players Club, man. Right. What can I say about Players Club, man? And I love Lisa Ray, too. And, you know, got a chance to definitely chop it up with her. Was at her birthday party. Met her in Vegas. It's just crazy. She held up the, she had wrapped the brand. She held it up a shirt for her, uh, the, the shirt, that custom-made shirt for her. Like, it's all love. I just say... You could you could do anything in this world. If you go through my page, you'll see everything in my page. So for everybody, it's the real classic for life on Instagram. No, yeah, it's the real classic for life. That's what it is. Yep, right on Instagram, the real classic for life. So yeah, then I have classic MGM Grand Smith. They can look me up on Google. My music come up. So yeah, it's just a belief in what you uh, what you believe in and staying focused and maintaining and believing you can do it no matter what odds. And word, we go through it out here, but you gotta be motivation. Motivation is the key. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah. That's the main thing. You gotta yeah. give up. You know, you gotta keep moving forward. Yeah, I'm a real one. I'm a real one to this day. To this day. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, you know, y'all support Deontay Wilder word. You know what I mean? That's yeah. that champ right there. You know what I'm saying? And, and he held it down. Yeah. He represented like he was supposed to. You know what I mean? He didn't mm-hmm. have to. But he did. Sure, for sure, man, and that's and that's how my my bro do, man. And it's much love all the time, man. It's much love for real, for real, man. Like people in life, you're destined for greatness, man. You can't let nobody stop your destiny or what you want to become in life. And you, you know, and just stay stay positive. Hang around a circle that want to support you. you know, hang around circles where people want to argue with you or this and that. Circles count a lot. You got to stay around a positive circle where y'all all uplift each other instead of bringing each other down. Because that's a lot. That plays a big part. I remember I used to go to business classes for the music industry and I remember they used to always tell me you have to have a team and I, I was so used to doing everything by myself because nobody had that hunger like me nobody had that heart like me but your heart it just weighs in a lot your heart you have to be willing to sacrifice and know this is what you want in life you know and you have to really go at it you know no doubt no doubt 
That's Juice oh, Brown right been. there. Put the link to that. We're gonna attach the link to that interview off YouTube in the um in the in the, um to the interview. So yeah. after you finish listening to this, go hit that in go hit that link and um check that interview out. Yeah, for sure, man. Definitely for sure, man. Thanks for having me. Thank you, you know, I appreciate it. No doubt. Before you go, before you go, real quick. As you are MC and in 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 this culture hip hop, what's your top yeah. five DJs? You said my hip hop five DJs. Top five DJs. Uh, it would be uh Premier. I know Premier is one. Rockwaller. No doubt. That's a good list right there. And uh um, yeah, that's that's the beat, that's the production side of things, you know what I'm saying? So I'm gonna take it to the lyrical to, to the vocal side of things. I know yeah. it's hard. I know it's hard, but what's your top five MCs? My top five MCs, my first one would be Tupac. He'll always be my number one. Tupac will be my number one. I will have to go with uh Nas, right after that, I will have to go with uh, Jay Z. Damn, it's so hard because it's like, damn, man, you know, you gotta go Biggie, and I gotta go Big Pun. Okay, okay, can can I so down this right there? It's hard though. It's hard because there's so much people that's the honorable mentions. <laughs> you like. That's an honorable mention. Like it's a, when when you when you break down music, it's so hard though. But those are like those are like my generational like Nas. But you know I like Cameron too. I'm, I'm like SDE. Really, when I was in high school, when SDE came out, that really made me 
Oh, I am today too. That whole album. I'm a big Cam. Shout out to Cameron, man. Cameron is one of my favorite lyricists of all time. No doubt. That's when you say SDE, he's talking about that. Was it sports, drugs, and entertainment? Yeah, right? entertainment. Yeah. That album right there by Cameron before he got with Rockefeller. Mm-hmm, yeah, classic, classic. That's classic. me. Yo, my homeboy. Shout out to my homeboy Trayvon. He used to be in school with me. Well, my favorite was that's me. I remember that that beat right there. That that beat in the. I don't understand how these cats sit daiquiri, act like it's all good down at the hit factory. Be on fifty four whole kick back in me. All that quick crackery and take your wrist rapidly like that shit crazy. Yeah, camera is crazy. <laughs> Shout out to camera. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to yeah. Shout out to Cameron. Uh, Jewels. He home. Shout out to Jewels. He he one of the coolest people I met. Cause I be talking to um John Depp all the time. That's my dude. Shout out to John Depp's go game. That's my dude. So yeah. So oh yes, it's a small world. Like I always say, small world. You know, that's what people don't understand, you know, so um, that's why they got to stop the shooting. It's a mm-hmm. world, you know, people got to get a chance to grow and we got to build, you know what I'm saying, as a people mm-hmm. against mm-hmm. the common enemies, for real. Yep. Build, sir, man, build a better society, man. Build a better society. More people need to get up and start owning their own businesses like black owned like my friend shout out to Tone if you come um, if you come to Jamaica Avenue you go downstairs at the Coliseum on 165 my friend got a shop called Rally Wins but it's black owned so he makes a lot of shows called black owned and everything and we just gotta support each other Everybody got to support each other. Everybody got to look at each other as, as as brothers, man. It's not always competition because everybody want to look at each other as competition. But it's, it's enough. It's enough in this world to eat. It's enough food in this world where everybody can eat. So that's what everybody in life, you need to just stick together, build, form, plan, and, and make this happen. That's it. That's it. No, that's it. That's it. Hey, uh, appreciate you coming through. I got one last thing. You know, you got any, uh, yeah, got any bars for the people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I spit an acapella. Okay, no doubt, no doubt. Well, you know, that's that's our segment right there. We call it random bars. You know, that's for the culture. So definitely, we got a legend right here. Classic, the real classic, and random bars. I'm about to turn this music down right now for you. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. Thanks. All right, all right, man. Thanks. Legendary. That's how we do it. I, I, I do it like this, man. Bomb squad to this day, so I'm going to do it like this. Acapella. I said, I'm prestigious. Me without rap is like the Bible without Jesus. Chains without pieces. Khakis with no creases. Movies with no features. ATM machines without visas. Niggas without reefer. Church with no preachers. Run DMC without Adidas stereos with no speakers. Queens resident. I'm stacking dead presidents. I'm never hesitant. 
when it comes to this embezzlement. I'm about my paper, land and acres, guns and razors, plenty of haters, but I stand tall like skyscrapers up in the airs. The Jews glitter like chandeliers. I bowl like King James. I'm a cavalier, but I've been on a different atmosphere. Plus, I'm twice my size. Niggas like you right so wise. You can see the hunger up in my eyes. My niggas on the block selling pies with a starting five. I'm trying to push lenses and hummus, shorties and fronters. That's that street heat. I be in the crib summertime. Next to the AC, your own niggas is shady, plus your lady. So I put the mash on their potatoes without the gravy. I flow hotter than 380s. The only nigga can see me is Nas or Jay-Z. Maybe. I'm nicer than ever. We can do this for the cheddar. Niggas just small like alphabet letters. The way I breeze on ice, you thought I had just sweaters. I ball with a defense. Niggas try to cross me over till I pickpocket them. When I'm reaching, yeah, I'm beasting. I'm nice around mics. Like lesbians with tongue rings around dykes. Sun devils around bites. My juice is all ice. Shining and glistening means I'm gonna be tripling. You could throw me an offer. I'm luxury like a Jaguar or a Porsche. If you shorty flip without giving me head, I'm a toss. Classic, I'm a best author. I state my claim. I'm a Hall of Fame before the game. Systems out of order, man. Tenant up quarter range. The way I was brought up, man. Classic. Classic. The real classic. At that. Yo, that's random bars. You know what I'm saying? Them blaze up. You know what I'm saying? The podcast. Yo. Yeah. Thanks, man. To this bomb squad to this day. To this day. To this day, yeah. got bars to this day. Yeah, man. And definitely just uh, go to Classic MGM Grand Smith on uh, Google Me. My Pursuit of Perfection mixtape is up there. You can catch me on Instagram, Classic MGM Grand Smith. is um, my Facebook. And then the real classic for life with the number four on Instagram, and definitely that's how you can reach out. Reach out to me, man. Much love, much love to the show and everything you already know. No doubt, you know what I'm saying, yo. Appreciate you coming through. Drop mad jewels, and uh, y'all go rewind that back. You know what I'm saying, because he dropped a lot of stories in there. But at the end of the day, like my man said. Don't give up. Keep pushing forward. Keep believing in yourself. Yep. For sure, for sure, man. Prayers, patience, persistence. Speak and receive it, believe it. Speak and receive it, believe it. So that definitely, that, you definitely, that definitely, you know what I'm saying, there's something I co-sign with that. Definitely approve that message, for real. Yo. And stop the shooting out there. I'm gonna keep saying it till y'all stop it. Yeah. Yeah, man. So, man, I appreciate everything. And you already know. Blessings on blessings, King. Yes, sir. Yo, be blessed, King. Until next time, when, when, you, when you get finished with the new project, you know what I'm saying? Please, you're welcome to come back. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Get the people a taste of that. Until then, y'all go check them out on SoundCloud and everything else. Man, definitely much love. One, all right? Much love, one. That's, uh, that's the real classic, y'all. You did? <laughs> no doubt. Check them out. Go back and, and check that random bars out. And then see 23 on your radio. Till next time, y'all be blessed. Be safe. And uh, take care of each other. Stop the shooting. <laughs>